There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. Well, it's hard to believe that it's Friday already, but here we are at the end of the week. We're thankful for each of you that listen, thankful for each of you that listen each weekday. And uh, we're going to have our Friday podcast in Messianic Psalms once again. We're looking at Psalm 24 today. And we saw in Psalm 22, we saw something interesting. It's a complete Messianic Psalm, for we see not only the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, the death of Jesus Christ, the burial of Jesus Christ, we see the resurrection of Christ, and then we also see the return of Jesus Christ to this earth. We see uh, the prophecy concerning his kingdom, which is to come. And so that's an interesting psalm. Psalm 22 is a marvelous psalm, one of the great psalms that the Lord has given us. And yet men still say this book is created by man. Well, this book may have been translated by man. This book may have been printed by man. This book may have even been collated by man. But I rest assured this, that the word of God, this blessed King James Bible, was not created by man. It's the word of God. And it contains the words of God for our souls. And what a blessing it is to be able to preach from this blessed King James Bible. In Psalm 24, we see again a verse that begins with a verse that is messianic. When he says, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. So again, we see that which is to come. And he's also speaking, of course, in the present tense, but we also see that in the future tense. And the Apostle Paul, right, the church of Corinth, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, he quoted this verse in verse 25, whatsoever is sold in the shambles that eat, asking no question for conscience sake, then he quotes this. For the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And so he's dealing, of course, with the matter of eating those things offered to idols. But in Jesus Christ, we all ate that same spiritual meat, drank that same spiritual rock, which was Christ. And so we understand that he's speaking here of Jesus Christ. And so Jesus Christ uh, will give us a clean conscience in those things that we eat, those things sold in the shambles, those things that we have no idea whether they were strangled, whether they were offered uh, to pagan gods. But no, we can have a a clear conscience with God. We eat those things because of Jesus Christ. And that's why he quotes this verse, that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. For he hath founded it upon the seas and established it upon the floods. We got to go back pretty early in Genesis chapter 1, verse 6, and he said, And God said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. And it was so. What is that? That's the earth. That's what the Lord has made. And God called the firmament heaven. And the evening and the morning were the second day. And God said, let the waters under the heaven be gathered together under one place and let the dry land appear. And it was so. 
And then he says, And God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of the waters called he seas, and God saw that it was good. So I'll read those first two verses again. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein, for he hath founded upon the seas and established it upon the floods. Now, this is one of these passages that the Lord uses the word world and earth in the same sentence. And we understand that the world is not the earth. The earth is not the world. The earth was established upon the seas, and we see that according to the word of God. It was established upon the floods. God divided the water, and God called the place that he divided heavens, and then it was under the heavens that he created dry land, and that is the earth. And upon that earth, God put plants and put living things, and God made man in his own image, and we thank the Lord for that. The psalmist David here is dealing with that matter in Psalm 24, 1 and 2. And then in verse 3, he says, Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord, or who shall stand in his holy place? Well, Psalm 50 told us that. And if we just see, look at that in the word of God and believe what God said. In verse 1, he says, The mighty God, even the Lord, hath spoken and called the earth from the rising of the sun and the going down thereof. Out of Zion, the perfection of beauty, God hath shined. So who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? He tells us our God shall come and shall not keep silence. A fire shall devour before him, and it shall be very tempestuous round about him. He shall call to the heavens from above and to the earth, that he may judge his people. Gather my saints together unto me, those that have made a covenant with my sacrifice, and the heavens shall declare his righteousness, for God is judge himself, Selah. So when he says, who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord, who himself but the Lord, for the Lord is going to come to his people. Part of the problem Israel had, the Jews had in the days of Jesus Christ, they were looking for fiery judgment. They were looking for one to be their king. That's why when he came into the city Jerusalem, they said, Hosanna, 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 blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. They wanted to make him king, but it wasn't his to be king, for had they believed the scriptures, they would have known that he had to die to be king. But they did not believe God. They did not believe the scriptures. Many of them today still do not believe the scriptures concerning Jesus Christ. Acts chapter 1 tells us of this great event. And I like this as a cross-reference because it tells us what's going to take place in verse 9. And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel. And this is what those men said. Which also said, ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. So who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? This same Jesus, this one which is to come, this one which is going to establish his kingdom upon this earth. Who shall stand in his holy place? The Son of God, Jesus Christ. We see that in verse 4, he that hath clean hands, that's who's going to stand there. That's who the Christ is. That's going to be the king of Israel. He who hath clean hands and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. Job chapter 17 and verse 9 said, The righteous also shall hold on his way, and he that hath clean hands shall be stronger and stronger. I'll tell you how strong he's going to be. One of these days, he's going to be king. He shall receive the blessing from the Lord. That's his inheritance. That's that birthright. I believe, personally, the blessing is part of the, part of the blessing is the birthright. 
from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of them that seek him, that seek thy face, O Jacob, Selah. And then he tells in verse 7, lift up your heads, O ye gates. And he says, and be ye lift up. And then he says this, ye everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. In verse 8, he says, who is this king of glory? Well, Ezekiel said much about him, but I'm just going to look at a couple of verses here in Ezekiel 43. The word of God says in verse 1, afterward, he brought me to the gate, even the gate that looketh toward the east, and behold, the glory of the God of Israel came from the way of the east, and his voice was like a noise of many waters, and the earth shined with his glory. So when he asked that question, lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lift up, ye everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Ezekiel said on this wise, behold, the glory of the God of Israel came from the way of the east. That eastern gate is going to be lifted up. The doors will be opened unto him. And Jesus Christ himself will reign and he will rule in Jerusalem for a thousand years. Who is this king of glory? Ezekiel told us it's the son of God. It's the glory of God, which is the person of Jesus Christ. The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Even lift them up, ye everlasting doors. And the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? I'm going to look several places in the word of God. Who is this king of glory? And then we'll be done with today's podcast. Zechariah chapter 1. Zechariah says many things about the king of glory. But in verse 3, he says, Therefore say thou unto them, Thus saith the Lord of hosts. Turn ye unto me, saith the Lord of hosts. And I will turn unto you, saith the Lord of hosts. Why do you say that? He says, well, in verse 10, who is the king of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory. Zechariah chapter 7, once again, and verse 12. Yea, they made their hearts as an adamant stone, lest they should hear the law and the words which the Lord of hosts had sent in his spirit by the former prophets. Therefore came a great wrath from the Lord of hosts. He's the Lord strong and mighty. He's the Lord mighty in battle. He's a God of wrath. He's also a God of mercy. He's a God of judgment, but he's also a God of equity. Who is this Lord of hosts? Zechariah chapter 8, several places mentions the Lord of hosts. In verse 6, thus saith the Lord of hosts, if it be marvelous in the eyes of the remnant of this people in these days, should it also be marvelous in mine eyes, saith the Lord of hosts. In verse 9, thus saith the Lord of hosts, let your hands be strong, ye that hear in these days these words by the mouth of the prophets, which were in the day that the foundation of the house of the Lord of hosts was laid, that the temple might be built. Verse 22, he says, yea, many people and strong nations shall come to seek the Lord of hosts, he said, in Jerusalem, and to pray before the Lord. Again, in verse 23, thus saith the Lord of hosts, in those days it shall come to pass that ten men shall take hold of all languages of the nations, 
even shall take hold of the skirt of him that is a Jew, saying, We will go with you, for we have heard that God is with you. Verse 14, And thus saith the Lord of hosts, As I thought to punish you, and your fathers provoked me to wrath, saith the Lord of hosts, and I repented not. So again, if I thought in these days, do well unto Jerusalem, and to the house of Judah, fear ye not. So again, we're looking at a time which is to come. We're looking at a time which will take place. It's a time that will certainly occur on God's timetable. Zechariah 14, verse 21. Let me start in verse 20, rather. And he said, In that day shall there be upon the bells of the horses holiness unto the Lord. And the pots in the Lord's house shall be like the bowls before the altar. Yea, every pot in Jerusalem and in Judah shall be holiness unto the Lord of hosts. And all they that sacrifice shall come and take of them and see therein. And that day there shall no more be the Canaanite in the house of the Lord of hosts. And so God is going to take care of his own. God is also going to fulfill his promises upon the nation of Israel as the prophets spake, as holy men of God spake, as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. God is going to do his bidding, and God is going to do his will, and God is going to have his way with the children of Israel. And the Canaanite will not be in the house of the Lord. The Canaanite will be removed from the land. In Haggai 2 and 23, And that day saith the Lord of hosts, Will I take thee, O Zerubbabel, my servant, the son of Shealtiel, saith the Lord, and will make thee as a signet? For I have chosen thee, saith the Lord of hosts. We see that in Zechariah 3. We see that in Zechariah chapter 4, when he deals with the hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this house, his hands also shall finish it, and thou shalt know that the Lord of hosts hath sent me unto you. Psalm chapter 84. Again, we're talking about the Lord of hosts, the Lord mighty in battle. Psalm 84 and verse 12. The word of God says, O Lord of hosts, blessed is the man that trusteth in thee. Psalm 89 and verse 8. O Lord God of hosts, who is a strong Lord like unto thee, or to thy faithfulness round about thee. And there is none, can I say, like the Lord of hosts. There is none other like our Lord Jesus Christ. Psalm 80 and verse 19. He says, turn us again, O Lord God of hosts. Cause thy face to shine, and we shall be saved. Psalm 24, our text, a psalm of David. David, that great prophet, is speaking of that time which is to come. He's speaking of that time that Zechariah prophesied of. He's speaking of that time that holy men of God spake of as they longed for the coming of Jesus Christ. Psalm 50, or Isaiah rather, 51 and verse 15. But I am the Lord thy God that divided the sea whose waves roared. The Lord of hosts is his name. Jeremiah chapter 46 and verse 10. We're getting back to Psalm 24 in just a moment. But it's Jeremiah 46 and verse 10. For this is the day of the Lord God of hosts, a day of vengeance, that he may avenge him of his adversaries, and the sword shall devour, and it shall satiate, and make drunk with their blood. For the Lord God of hosts hath a sacrifice in the north country by the river Euphrates. So that holy man of God prophesied concerning the Lord of hosts. 
The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. For he hath founded upon the seas and established it upon the floods. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. He shall receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of them that seek him, that seek thy face, O Jacob, Selah. And by the way, the prophet prophesied that God not only would shine, but God would shine upon their faces with the light, the glorious light of Jesus Christ. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lift up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, even lift them up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. And to him may be all honor and glory and praise. May we honor the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that name which is above every name, that name of which all men turn to salvation. There is none other. There is no greater name. There is no other name whereby we must be saved. The name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you see him in the psalm? Do you see the Lord Jesus Christ, the mighty Lord of hosts? Do you see him in that beautiful psalm of David in Psalm 24, that time which is to come, that time which is in the future, that time that he will rule and he will reign, which is that day which is yet to come. But until then, might I say to us, keep looking up. Your redemption draweth nigh. Many that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. Daniel 12 and verse 2. There is a day we're going to hear that voice that says, come up hither. We hear that voice. We're going to be gone. The church of Jesus Christ is departing this wicked world. We caught up in the air to meet the Lord, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Bless his holy name. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord. As he cries for forgiveness and mercy, God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes. Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Now the angels of God are rejoicing, for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing.